This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI, and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network, this is the premiere, the debut of the Six Rings postgame show with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart. Andy, we begin today as the Patriots lose the season opener of the 2022 season, as you may have heard, 20-7 to in Miami Gardens to the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa goes to 4-0 and in his career against Bill Belichick. New Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel wins his NFL coaching debut. The storyline right now is... Injury added to insult. It's not exactly a stellar debut on the season for the Patriots, but as we were to come to learn shortly after the game, as tweeted out by the Boston Globe's Jim McBride, Mac Jones skipped his media avail after the game, a, as you say, mandated, required post-game press conference because of a back injury yeah. and that he had x-rays taken at Hard Rock Stadium Mike Reese, just posting a few minutes ago to ESPN.com, New England Patriots quarterback Mac Jones suffered a back injury in Sunday's season-opening 20-7 loss to the Miami Dolphins that required x-rays after the game. The team canceled his scheduled news conference. Jones, 21-30 for 213 yards, one touchdown and one interception, sacked twice, taking a big hit in the second quarter on a blindside blitz on which he fumbled the ball and the Dolphins returned it for a touchdown. After the game, Jones walked under his own power to the x-ray room. Uh, editorial note, possibly a good sign. Who knows? Flanked by Patriots security personnel. Spent five minutes in the room before walking back to the team's locker room shortly after Patriots media official announcement that Jones wouldn't be holding his news conference. Not great, Bob. Not great at all, Andy. To possibly think that the one thing that we focused on all offseason long, no matter what happens this season, you cannot let... Mac Jones' growth and development gets stunted. You cannot hinder his progress. All of the positivity, all of the momentum built in year one needs to be continued in year two. And in the first game, the pocket is collapsing. Mac's under pressure. There are fumbles, turnovers, and now potentially an injury to a quarterback's back. What it may be, who knows? Any updates, we'll share them with you here on the Six Rings postgame show this is a bad development on what was a bad day, a day a lot of Patriots fans feared were coming. And now here we are. Bad loss, potentially bad injury. Oh, boy. Yeah, you couldn't have a much worse start to the season, in my opinion. No. Because, okay, you lost. You didn't get blown out. We can get into the details of the game and everything that unfolded later. But to then find out that Mac Jones, at some point in the game, dealt with a, I'm going to say, relatively serious injury. If you can't go to the podium post game. Mm-hmm. That's a relatively serious injury in my mind. And now I don't know if they're kind of using this as an opportunity to shield him from questions about the injury, questions about the performance, questions about the bad start to the season. And so, oh, yeah, he's hurt. He can't go to the podium. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to speculate there. But 
this is far, far, far from an ideal start to the season where if we talked regression, mm-hmm. Christian Fourier has been big on Mac might have a regression this year. It was mostly based on scheme change. Matt Patricia's his coordinator and play caller. Joe Judge has never been a quarterback's coach. He misses Josh McDaniels. Whatever all those things are, it wasn't about, oh, you know, what if he gets hurt? And that limits his av- availability on the mm-hmm. field and the reps and all that. So we never broached that possibility. No, because whatsoever. you never talk injury. No, you don't anybody can injury. get hurt. And you know, I know Reese brings up the strip sack, right? Which was, you know, I said to you, I'm still not sure exactly how they needed to handle that. All I know is, the Dolphins overloaded his left side, overloaded it. Mm. Then the Adam Archuleta on the broadcast talked about the blitzer Brandon Jones, I believe his mm-hmm. name is, kind of made a late outside move. Mac never looked that way. He trusted. That he was fine. For, whether that was his mistake to trust what was happening over there, whether Trent uh, Brown, the offensive line, didn't slide properly, whether Hunter Henry, who did like a quick hot route out, Right, he free-released. It should have been Somebody his screwed guy? up. Right. But when your quarterback has his back to that many defenders and a blitzer coming off the edge unblocked, bad things happen, man, as the old Nike commercial used to talk about with the referee, right? Like, bad things happen. And in this case, again, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's where he got hurt, but in this case, that one play certainly altered the game because it immediately was six points on the fumble recovery for the Dolphins. That's changed another the whole game. game. That's another game where Mac gives a free six to the Dolphins. Last year, of course, in the first quarter, pick six from Javion Howard. Mac. The, I the understand. Offense. Okay, I, the offense maybe in Trent general. Brown, maybe maybe Hunter it was Brown. Henry. Maybe it was Hunter Henry. Maybe it was Mac. Whether Mac needs to look over that way, hit the hot route, uh, maybe just get out of the way, step up in the pocket. Whether it's a lack of pocket awareness, I, I said to someone you, else when we were up, watching the game that like, it was on. If Mac. that's me, I, I don't know if it's on him, but if I see all that over there. The first instinct I would not have mm-hmm. is to completely turn and face the other. It's almost like to a trust showing fall. Showing him the back. Right. It was like a trust right. fall, except no one caught him. But the thing is, the blitzer didn't even hit him that hard. As a matter of fact, the blitzer smartly. Easy no, for you to say. No, but go back and watch the replay. The play in question happened in the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, the, the overload blitz on the left side. Yep. Uh, cornerback blitz. Classic play. Mac, his back is flushed to this guy entirely. I thought it was going to be shoulder planted square in the back. That one, you end up like, Mac would end up like folding or like hitting that that crazy pose. The ball would fly out of his hands. Instead, the cornerback almost races by him and just knocks the ball out right. of his hands. So Mac could have gotten hit much harder. And I don't, he got I don't hit that's other play. times other on hit. the day. It was another hit that must have caused this back injury. Again, we're not exactly sure what the back injury is right now, but the when you hear the words back injury from your quarterback any week, let alone week one, well, when I, everyone has been nervous about play calling, scheme change, regime change, offensive line play. Uh, oddly enough, James Ferentz was in for Cole Strange on that play. Why? We never really heard if it was just reps, if it was the heat, if it was an injury to Strange. Uh, not, nothing that we've heard at that point. I don't think that's where he got hurt. Mac getting exposed and getting hit enough that he's got a back injury now that we're going to be dealing with, and you, you just you hit it on the head. There's no way we're going to find out from the Patriots whether it's a legitimate injury, at least not today. Not no way we'll find out immediately if it's a legitimate injury or he's just a little bit dinged up and they wanted to. Uh, my guess is that they're going to play the shield him from questions about the back injury game. Could be. Why do you need x-rays, say- Mac? What are the x-rays about? How are you feeling, Mac? It's not ideal keeping with the trend of things not being ideal for the Patriots right now. Yeah. It's far from ideal that he's going to get on a bus, then get on a plane for 
three hours, three hours, two hours, 45 minutes, whatever it is. Then another bus to Gillette Stadium. Like that, if you have a back injury of any kind. Sitting in that upright seat on right. an airplane for three hours? Correct. Is is far from ideal for him over the And I don't want to be like an alarmist. Oh, my God, he's never going to play again. He's not. No, I'm just saying back injuries are problematic. Like there's a reason Rob Gronkowski dropped in the draft. Because when teams hear about back, hell, anybody in the world. Back injuries are scary. Yeah. It's like, do I get surgery? Because a lot of people are never the same after surgery. Like, all these various things. So, a, a back injury for me is more alarming than, oh, a knee or an ankle or something else. Especially with a quarterback. We just, you and I talked over the weekend. He's been working with Tom House. And we know Tom House and Tom Brady. What are they big on? Torque. And the core. And right. how much that is. And Mac's not a guy that if his back is a little off and he has to just lean on his arm, right? He doesn't have the mm-hmm. same mechanics. He already doesn't have a strong enough arm, right? And if he if he doesn't have his mechanics, like a back injury for a quarterback like Mac Jones, I think is is a really really terrible way to start the season. In recent memory, other quarterback back injuries that come to mind include Matthew Stafford, uh, Tony Romo had one that he had to deal with years ago. Um, I think there were like small chips or like little like hairline fractures. Still, they were in and out of the lineup. Had wildly inconsistent seasons. Uh, I I didn't notice any alterations to the trajectory of his ball, whether he could put zip on it. As a matter of fact, he took longer shots in the second half of the game if the injury did, in fact, right. take place in the second quarter. Overthrew Nelson Aguilar in the fourth quarter, then hit, hit Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne, Bourne on a deep ball. Mm-hmm. And we did have one of our texters suggest on that offsetting penalty play where it was roughing the passer, oh. he took a big hit there. They did, and could have do you remember that? he jogged to the line? He or jumped up like he was going to take the penalty, almost like convincing the world I'm fine. Did you, do you ever, have you ever hustled when you've gotten out of bed and, you know, like you're in your, now here are both of us on the other side of the later side of our forties and like, oh, you do that little run and you're like, kind of like you hustle and like, oh, that's cause I'm like, seeing what hurts yeah, and how badly yeah, exactly. it hurts and trying to sell to yourself and maybe the world around you that you're okay. I'm fine. Meanwhile, he's probably thinking like, wow, that really hurt. Right. Maybe that's where it came and from as a young on the guy penalties, right? Who hasn't dealt with a lot of injuries in mm-hmm. his life. You're also trying to assess and figure out what do I feel coming out of that hit? And so this is uh, a 20 to 7 loss in which you have Mac Jones suffer a back injury that requires x-rays and keeps him from going to the postgame podium. That's a pretty pretty bad way to start the season for the New England Patriots. We've got an update on the x-rays for Mac Jones. We will share those with you on the other side. We have to catch a quick break right now catching up after the Red Sox postgame show. This is the Six Rings postgame show. You can give us a call. Talk Patriots today following the 20 to 7 defeat in Miami Gardens to Tua Tungavailoa and the Miami Dolphins. Sad but true Pats fans. Sad but true. Rough day in Miami for the old 53 from Foxborough. Patriots lose 20 to 7 to Tua, Mike McDaniel, and the Dolphins. This is the Six Rings postgame show with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart here on WEEI. An update on Mac Jones and the injury that forced him to get x rays following the defeat to the Dolphins. X rays and an injury that led to him skipping his league mandated postgame press conference. From the NFL's Tom Pelissero tweeted out 50 minutes ago, X-rays were negative on Patriots QB Mac Jones's injured back. Per source, he'll be evaluated further when the team gets back to Foxborough. So it looks like he'll be traveling with the team, Andy. It's not an injury severe enough to necessitate him taking the night in Miami. That's good. Yes. He'll be on the team flight. That's good. We presume, Should yes. Should be a real peach of a team flight. 
Should be nice and quiet. He can get some rest. I yep. don't think there'll be a lot of celebrating. Not a lot of celebrating. Not a lot of joyous beverage consumption or card playing. Probably a lot of uh, hung heads. A lot of uh, reflective thought. Maybe some tape watching. Coach Belichick, uh, whose press conference was, I won't say brief. I actually trended towards it was brief. brief. It was under five. Yeah. It was and a- it took forever for him to come out. Yep. He didn't Much come out delayed. for a while. Much delayed and brief. Yep. Uh, I will say, though, interestingly, yes. mm-hmm. to promote the brand, WEEI, yes. on Patriots Monday, you will hear from Bill Belichick more in length on the mm-hmm. Greg Hill Show, and you, I presume, will get absolutely no hear, information about the back. But you might hear from Mac Jones on the Merloni, Fourier, and Mego Show, or at least he's supposed to appear. I wonder if he will make his... Appearance tomorrow on Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. We, if we, I had to place a bet right now, and you know, I'm well. Actually, I'm a little bit of a betting man. I now. know. Uh, I would guess Mac Jones does not because they will not want him answering questions about that. Well, perhaps the rest or treatment. Some point he's got to talk. Wednesday, he will. I mean, maybe he'll catch it later or on. At some point, you transition to Brian Hoyer has to talk. You have oh to have God. a starting quarterback. Andy, oh. heaven help me, you, and all of us. If next Sunday we're doing the Six Rings post game show talking about Hoyer versus Trubisky, yeah. my God. Well, Trubisky put on a show today to some degree, and that I would hardly Bengals call it a overtime show. shocker. But anyway, let's get oh, back to that. Oh, but the disappointment poor Patriots fans are feeling having watched easily the most boring game. All right, now I'm a little fired up. The most boring game of the 1 o'clock time slot when you have a tie between Colts and Texans, a thriller between the Jags and Commanders, one of the best week one kickoffs I've ever seen with Steelers and Bengals, an immediate all-time classic that has gone right to the vaults at NFL Films and will be on instant replay the second the NFL Network can air it. And we all were treated to a game that I think we watched because we had to, and that's fine. I mean, the re- that game was a terrible, terrible, terrible watch. It was, it was not great from a Patriots perspective. Tua stinks. And- the Patriots are mediocre, and it was unfun from start to f- Actually, no, excuse me. It was fun to start. The first drive was great. And then it doinks off of Parker's head, and it gets picked off by Miami, and Miami, and the rest is history. That's where I wanted to go with this. Forget the back injury, because right now maybe it's Mm -hmm. trending in a more positive direction. How did Mac Jones play? Average. Because Bill Belichick, and we will listen to him later in the show, uh, was not negative about Mac. I believe his quote was, there weren't a lot of incomplete passes. That's right. The new, we will now officially be replacing... Cam Newton's, well, we threw for 350 yards right. with, there weren't a lot of incompletions. Okay, but Bill, if he is in any way responsible for the runaway rusher that mm-hmm. leads to a strip sack, that leads to a touchdown, right. that's not an incomplete pass, but it's a bad play by the guy running the offense potentially. And I'm not saying it definitively is, mm-hmm. I'm just putting that out there. There were times where I thought Mac looked really good that first drive right up until the mm-hmm. interception. First drive was great. He looked so comfortable. He looked like is it Peter Lockhart? Just ba ba ba. He was just orchestrating. Keith Lockhart. Keith Peter Lockhart. Peter Lockhart's, Damn it. A, uh, Peter Lockhart's his cousin. Okay, yeah, his cousin <laughs> Keith. He was just he might orchestrating be a it to perfection. Yes. Yeah. Until he decided, right. and you and I question this decisive to the, the left, the over the middle pass interference that they supposedly missed, which I would agree they missed on Devonte Parker's Avian Howard in the end zone. My bigger question is, why did they feel like Parker on Howard? A guy who gets no separation against a guy who picks off more passes than anybody is the matchup they want to target. And I know Parker is Mr. 50-50 ball, but guess what? 
Xavier Howard is kind of Mr. 50-50 ball when the ball's in the air in his direction, too. He's got like 28 picks over the last four years or whatever the hell the he stupid number is. He has the most is. picks in the NFL. The only person that had more interceptions than J.C. Jackson right. was Xavier Howard. So why who, do we like that I remind matchup? you, had a pick six against uh, the Patriots last year. We're not going for the, quote, Devontae Parker revenge game. It was such a it. curious choice. The entire drive, which was probably very well scripted in advance by the offensive brain trust of Belichick, Judge, and Patricia, and my God, if I have to hear from the announcing teams, it's Gumble and Archuleta this week. It's probably Spiro, Didis, and James Lofton season coming up. Watch out, Pats fans. We're going to be treated to some of the Z-teamers from CBS. If I have to hear all season long about, oh, I wonder who's calling the plays now. Well, there's a shot of Patricia, and then we go to a shot of Judge, and then uh, is it Belichick? I mean, they talked about it for half the game. We've been talking about it for six months. I think all of us are just completely sick and tired of it. We have complete and utter offensive coordinator mystery fatigue at this point now. Right, well, I it's don't not want... even really a mystery. Matt Patricia calls the plays. Right. How they get to the point where he calls them, I don't know. Who's doing the game plan, the play sheet? That's Belichick. That's collaborative. That's fine. We now have pretty good clarity, and we actually have had pretty good clarity for months now right. that – Joe Steve Judge, calls the defense, and Matt calls the offense. Joe Judge, well, we've known Steve calls the defense. Well, everybody outside the Globe circles knew for two years, but apparently the Globe just found out that Steve Belichick right. calls defense plays. It's been re-reconfirmed, yes. um, But we know Joe Judge is the quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. Mac talks to Joe Judge a lot. Matt Patricia calls the plays. Now, where Bill is in this process and when he interjects, that's fine. But we can stop fixating on it. Now you know what we need to fixate on? What's that? Scoring the ball. The results. Yes. Enough process. Time to results fix that on results. Time, baby. And the results today were inconsistent. I think it's very interesting, and we can get into this later. The two best drives of the game for the Patriots were opening the first half and opening the second half. Mm-hmm. What does that say about the scripting, the play calling, the Belichick infusion, the adjustments being made when they're off the field, and then where it goes from there when Matt Patricia simply has to call drive after drive because those first two drives, open the first quarter, open the third quarter, were their best drives. And I think Mac Jones was very mediocre today. Yes. Very, very mediocre. Don't know when he got hurt. Not going to presume maybe when the arm wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But I think that he was... He wasn't capable of lifting you to the challenge of the day. Can we say that? Yes, and Tua was hardly capable, if you will, of lifting them to the challenge. No, but of all the he day. has to do is dump it off to Tyree Killer, Jalen Waddle. All his guy goes the distance when he catches it over. He's the just got a licorice arm it over to Tua or Waddle. Nelson Aguilar and then gets got lit some, up yeah. and fumbles. Jalen Waddle just goes and dances in the end, and then he waddled away. And he does a little Hawaiian Pennington this way, yeah. uh, and, and like. Just like here, 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 Tyreek, you go run super fast, and here, Waddle, you go do your thing. That's, That's all what he weapons has to do. do, though. I know, and they lack weapons. They have mediocre, complementary weapons at best. It was a very curious choice indeed. After a nice, succinct, exacting opening drive, going down the field from the twenty-five all the way to the twenty-one on first and ten, like you said, to target. Yes, sure, your tallest receiver, but a guy who the last two years has led the NFL in lack of separation as a wide receiver with the best ball hawk in the NFL. Even if it was pass interference, which but he was, it was well covered. It he was, was definitely still well pass covered. interference. I'm talking about the decision to throw Why? to him Why'd well covered. Why'd they get greedy? Why'd they get greedy? I don't know. I don't know if it was just a predetermined spot throw and we want to get Parker involved. We want to show this is part of our offense. We traded for this guy for this reason. Right. He's our new number one. We've been watching their new number one for you know the preseason. Oh, they can throw deep to Tyreek Hill. You got to put it on film. Maybe this was a put it on film. Right. We have a new number one. You better look out down the field. 
Well, it blew up in your face because it was the first turnover that took bo- points off the board for you. Mm-hmm. They turned it into three. They get another turnover. They turn into seven. Turnovers are why you lose, especially on the road. The Patriots are not good enough to overcome that nope. many turnovers. You're not the Bills who can turn it over four times on Thursday night and still throttle the world champs. Cincinnati, five turnovers today. Cincinnati loses that game, one of the wildest games at 1 o'clock we've seen in a long, long time, even though they had several chances but that is uh, not for us to discuss now. What is for us to discuss now is the play of Mac Jones, the coaching of Bill Belichick, and the Patriots' very meh effort in a 20-7 loss to the Miami Dolphins. Nick Fitzy-Stevens and Andy Hart of the Six Rings Pod here with you on the debut of the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. We were talking Mac Jones' back injury to start off the show today. In case you hadn't heard, Mac Jones had to skip his mandated post-game press conference because he needed x-rays on his back. He was able to get to the x-rays under his own power. X-rays, according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, were negative, which is a good sign. Mac should be traveling with the team back to New England, back to Foxborough. They fly into uh, TF Green, I believe. Yes, Indeed. TF Green in Rhode Island, and then, of course, they'll make their way home. Not, uh, not sure exactly what the extent of the injury is. No word if... Uh, He'll be making his appearance tomorrow on Maloney, Fourier, and Mego on Monday afternoon. We'll see about that. Back to our game thoughts, though. Pats lose 20-7. to Andy, you and I were just discussing the game, talking about how everything about it was very meh. Yes. It was very mediocre. It was a, I'm not going to call it an average affair because an average affair would have kept it closer. The Patriots never had the lead. They almost could have, as they should have scored on their opening drive. But, of course, the interception on the pass intended for Parker in the end zone, where we both believe there was pass interference by Xavier Howard, gets picked off by Javon Holland, excellent second-year safety for the Dolphins. Even if that goes their way, let's say Parker gets the touchdown. Let's say they call pass interference in the end zone, so they get the ball at the one. Even if it just results in three, do you think that changes the outcome of the game, or does it change the, the course or history of that game significantly if they score on that opening drive. Given that I'm a big believer in the butterfly effect, yeah, I I think that changes potentially everything. Okay. Given that they're an offense that has dealt with nothing but criticism and Mm -hmm. critique and frustration for months to just drive right down the field to use one of your new weapons to Mm -hmm. do so Mm -hmm. in Parker, Mac looks like he's not only executing but he's comfortable he's in his world everything he wasn't all summer he was on that drive wasn't that the best he's looked since yes maybe the jaguars game on january 2nd absolutely and so what you would get out of that a boost mentally physically like emotionally the Mm -hmm. sideline and then for it to go south and then they give them a field goal it just went in a bad direction and they never really looked as good as they did on that drive again. Mac didn't, I, I didn't think, looked as good again. He went 21 of 30 for 213 yards, a couple sacks, touchdown, an interception, had the strip sack, touchdown allowed. He had a, as you said, meh, mediocre day. But I would also say there were you didn't allow Tyreek Hill to score. You gave up the one hiccup touchdown to Waddle, which is a Ugh. bad play on fourth down at the end of the second quarter. That's another butterfly effect play. If that play Big never time. happens, as McCourty talked about postgame, you hold them to three there. Mm-hmm. 13-0 looks and feels different than 17-0, not to mention the emotion and the big play, because you hadn't allowed Waddle to do anything. It was basically Tyreek Hill, Yep, and you had kind of... 
you had tackled Tyreek Hill. You didn't allow the big touchdown, anything like that. Great open field tackling today oh. by Kyle Duggar. Duggar some was good ones, but awesome. Jones, Kyle Duggar was fantastic. But you're right. 10 nothing or 13 nothing at the end of the first half, those are hills to overcome. 17 nothing. Kicked when in the nuts. You're, that's a mountain. Proverbial okay. kicked a per- in the nuts right there. Right. That's I a- think Devin McCourty, Jalen Mills, Kyle Duggar, Jawan Bentley, and we should say that the, so you had a crossing route to Waddle. Mills is trailing him. Okay, happens. Fast receiver. He's good. He caught 100 balls as a rookie. But then he lets up, almost presuming, assuming, hoping that Duggar and Bentley, who were in front of the play, were going to make the tackle. They didn't. They run into each other. He gone. Touchdown. Ah, God, that kind of breakdown is exactly what Belichick probably loses sleep over. That is the kind of thing that makes a defensive coordinator, everybody on the defensive staff, want to pull whatever is remaining of their hair out because you have a lackluster effort from the cornerback in pursuit, and then you have two players run into each other. I think we described it as a clown car fire at the time. Can I make all you can all you do there? All you do there is you make sure they don't score. Just make sure. Just well, don't give up the touchdown. They didn't intend to let him score. Of course. But can I give an excuse for that? I think you saw today a lot of sloppy NFL football, and I think the reason is week one. They're not ready. They don't. They don't play enough. They don't get enough live they don't hit enough. I know. I where know. three guys are all laying of it on course. the line to take somebody out, and it's like. Maybe your instinct of tap off or, oh, he got him, like we're wrapping up kind of thing right. takes over. And I truly do believe that's a part of, of what we saw, not just in the Patriots game, but maybe across the NFL today with some ugly football in various ways. But more importantly, that right there, that really changed the game. Absolute back. That was the crossroads, and then it went down. Because I, I don't know if I'm as positive as I thought Bill Belichick was. Like the game kind of mm-hmm. came down to a couple plays. Because I did think, even with Tua looking kind of eh in his mm-hmm. own right, I'm not sold that Tua will be the long-term quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I am not sold at all. It, Mike, 270 yards passing on the day. How much of those were air yards? Maybe 100 tops? But 80, I just, 90? And I look at it as, and then oh, yeah. late he was taking chances with the football, trying to give the Patriots an opportunity to maybe have a last-ditch comeback. I saw our pal Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald describe Tua's throws in the second half of the game, several of which the Patriots could have or should have had, as arm punts. Just like wobbling ducks out there. Some of them were just fl- like that one. I just don't think he's that good. Personally. He's not. He's uh, not that good. It's he's 4-0 against Bill Belichick. You have a team now where I think he's a bad driver behind an F1. Like, he's got a nice, nice vehicle. And he, it's too much, it's too much car for him. Imagine, he's not ready. Imagine what these Dolphins would be like if they had taken Herbert over to it, they would be a scary. they would be uh, now they, the east would be the forced, west yes. because bills dolphins would be part of a now i'm not sure the patriots would be in the conversation mm-hmm. like maybe the raiders are but right. you would have two great ones there but i did want to as we get into the year we should note that we're going to start the show more often than not with sort of something i do for wei.com every game thumbs up thumbs down yes. so you know every game has Pros, cons, highs, lows. Some guys did good things. Some guys did bad things. And if we didn't have the Mac Jones news story injury to talk about off the bat, we probably would have started with some thumbs up, thumbs down. We've talked about some of the negatives. Should we talk about a couple positives? We should absolutely talk about a couple. So of if positives I say Fitzy, well. the best Patriot on the field today was Kyle Duggar. Is that a question or an answer? It was both. Because you didn't look overly confident. I think Kyle Duggar had a nice day today. It's weird. I thought some of the defensive players, and we've talked about, Mm -hmm. could this defense be better Mm -hmm. than we expected? Blah, blah, blah. I thought Kyle Duggar, I thought Matt Judon, I thought Dietrich Wise showed up to play today. 
Uh, and you're leaving out Juwan Bentley, uh, who actually had a very, who uh, save for that one play fine. where he ran into Kyle Duggar uh, with Jalen Mills in tow on the waddle touchdown. You want me to Juwan use your Bentley? line against you? What? Save for that one play. Other than that, how was the play? <laughs> the play Mrs. Mrs. Lincoln. Lincoln. I mean, exactly. Mrs. I almost said Mrs. Nixon. All no. over the place here. Yeah, Too that many was a- presidents in my head. Of course, Mrs. Kennedy. How was the car ride? Oh, come on! Oh, please. Too soon. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Lincoln's okay. Kennedy. Too soon. But yeah, the the one guy I would say I was disappointed with. Now I haven't broken down the film, the All Twenty Two on the new Plus app from NFL.com. Oh, is he gonna is he gonna show up on the tape and we have no idea exactly what his contributions were? Tell you who didn't pop was a guy I've been praising for weeks and or months as, on the Six Rings podcast. Roberto Longo would say, like, yeah, you've been pumping his tires. Ready to burst. They're mm-hmm. ready to explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Barmore. Mm-hmm. Didn't see him do a whole Where was your guy? Where was your guy? Oh, in the middle of defensive line somewhere, but I don't know what did. <laughs> Jonu Smith lo- looked like he wanted to redeem your selection of him as a breakout player from 2021 today. Little flashes. I thought couple, other guys had couple flashes. Pops. I thought at various points, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson Both had flashes good. running the ball, caught the mm-hmm. ball a little bit. Now, their inconsistencies, I think, were directly tied into, similar to Mac a little bit, the offensive, offensive line. Yes. There were times early on the offensive line, we were talking about it, we were jo- like, Oh, they ran a uh, wide zone left, and they all actually stepped in unison, and they blocked somebody in unison stepping to the left. Oh, my God, there was a cutback lane. He made the run. Then there were other times where the line, I thought, just wasn't very good, looked more like the line we've seen too often. Trent Brown, I'm not sure what I think of Trent Brown these days. The effort, the consistency, he is not 2018 Trent Brown anymore. Can we chalk any of that up to the fact that it was 90 degrees, 60% humidity? No. 110 degrees on the field. I had a friend text me from Fort Lauderdale today saying it felt like a rainforest down there. Okay, well, we're not making excuses. I'm just letting you know these are circumstances and details. They contribute to the overall quality of play. So when it's hot, he can't play? I don't. He's a very okay. significantly sized person. And then we're going to say, "Well, it's cold," and he got stiff because he's a big, big <laughs> stiff. Like I don't know. He's on the field. He's supposed to be a Pro Bowl caliber left tackle. Correct. You moved him there. He wasn't. That can't. Like I, I don't know how simple to say it. Could just came in at one point for win. That's could just not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so a hundred different could just puns and. Wordplay and jokes. The offensive the line was not good no, enough today. I think they factored very much into the turnovers, at least one of them. They factored, I mean, Matt got mm-hmm. lit up. We talked about it on the offsetting penalties when there was mm-hmm. a roughing the passer. Got, that's the one where he got smoked. I think that's where the injury Could be happens. where the injury happened. Um, but we talked about it while watching the game. They are consistently inconsistent, and they're not good enough to overcome their inconsistencies. Like, that's who they are. If you're if you're really talented, mm-hmm. you can go. They were in too many third and longs in the second quarter when the offense fell apart. So, you know what happens if you have really good playmakers? You get those. You get in third and long. You throw it to Tyreek Hill. You throw it to, you know, Devontae Adams. You throw it to Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. They don't have enough good, consistent playmakers, in my opinion, definitely on offense, maybe on both sides of the ball, to overcome their inconsistencies and lapses, right? Like, they, they ju- they're the one that make the mistakes now. Forever, the Patriots played a certain style of football yep. where it was, let the other team make a mistake. Oh, of course, before for those 20-some-odd years, everyone else always fumbled. Everyone else threw the back-breaking before interception. Before you can win, you have to not lose. So we'll just wait for them to lose over there because I know we won't lose it. We're a consistent, veteran, well-coached football team. Right now, they're not. And those setbacks, those penalties or mm-hmm. whatever, and all of a sudden. Fourth and one at midfield when sack. Kyle Davis jumps yes. offside, neutral zone and And we saw it last year when uh, they gave teams extra You plays. hated that. You said that last yes. year was one of Bill Belichick's worst coaching efforts and now because we're of back those to mistakes. 
They're maddeningly, consistently inconsistent and not good enough to overcome it. The Six Rings postgame show, I'd like to remind you, is brought to you by our friends at Zooty. Build any app your company needs in just one week's time. Visit Zooty, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com, for your free trial today. Andy, that's exactly what I wanted to say, what I wanted to highlight, and how I wanted to sort of wrap things up before we trend and get to some phone calls. The New England, we are not here telling you, oh, the Patriots are done. We're not here telling you, oh, this is a bad football team. We're not here trying to carry and continue on with the themes and or variations therein and of that everyone has been harping on all summer long. This team stinks. There's no hope. Why even watch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But but I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yes. So you don't agree with the texter who says 2-15 and and maybe 0-17 are in play? I did get a lot, (laughs) a lot of replies in my mentions, and I saw a lot of people going with the theme of the day seemed to be from Pats fans. This is going to be a long season. Oh, no, us, we suck again. Oh, no, no, we just suck in general. Let me just remind you, number one, the coach wants you to be aware of the fact that you don't get to know your team until week five or six. Of course, it takes a little while. We'll see what the record is by week five so or six. So do we ignore it if we're like one and four It's at that an point? extended preseason. Or do you know your team? You never get to know your team that well, at least through the first month. And obviously, week one, tomorrow, please, please, Please tread lightly and head safely into overreaction Monday where everyone is going to say that the Jaguars and the Texans uh, and the Falcons are all going to the playoffs because of great efforts. Cincinnati can't go to the playoffs. The Ravens will win the Super Bowl. I mean, my God, the Bears beat the 49ers today. I mean, it was uh, just Trey Lance app- stinks. He does. Here's Jimmy one thing I'm not Garoppolo to. will be starting soon. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, this is his tune. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was waiting for you to rhyme it. You did it. You stuck the landing. No one enjoyed the flight, but you stuck the landing. <laughs> Good job by you. Thanks. So please, be careful. Tread lightly going into overreaction Monday. The Patriots, yes, you nailed it. This team right now is not good enough to overcome the, the, the mistakes, sacks, penalties, turnovers. Other teams are good enough to do that right now. The Patriots are just not good enough right now to overcome the inconsistencies, they are maddeningly inconsistent or, as you said, consistently inconsistent. And that seems to be the theme of the day. 